lot of people have been asking me lately, where's the best place to go to record your podcast? And I always give them the same answer. Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to bank a podcast. Let me explain. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will do all the hard work for you as they will distribute your podcast on a multitude of sites such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And best of all, it's free. It literally has everything you need to make a podcast in one place. For more information, visit anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app from the Google Play Store or App Store. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the Waifus and Weeboos podcast. My name is Nick, and thank you for listening to episode two. Uh, today, we're going to look at interspecies reviewers. Um, so, for those of you who do not know what interspecies reviewers is, let's go over the plot right now. So, in our world, the human race constantly debates about several important issues, such as which girl is best girl, which is basically what this podcast is about, and kind of what this anime is about. Um, how good is something as masturbation material? Which fetish is the sexiest? And a multitude of other questions. We're going to accompany these great heroes, great warriors, as they present us with different girls, different opinions, different boners, and show us that a fantasy world may not be all that different from ours. So that's the plot for interspecies reviewers. I know it sounds um, very sexual, um, but we will get into a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot and lot of, um, issues with this anime in regards to the anime community which we will get into that eventually uh later on in this podcast but let's go uh, and talk about some of the characters okay so uh first and foremost we have stonk who is a human adventurer in this land uh so l let me go over the land a little bit more it's kind of like a, a D, D type of land um basically of all your different kinds of uh races which I'll go over eventually, but Stunk is a human and he goes on different adventures and his biggest love interests are the elves. Um, a lot of the elves in this show have, you know, extra large, larger breasts than most of the other, than most of the other women. Um, and that's just what Stunk likes. On the other hand, we have Zell, who is an elf, uh, a much younger elf. He's also an adventurer. He is Stonk's partner, and he cringes every time Stonk goes after a specific elf in this anime because she is about 500 years old. They haven't really determined, or they haven't really told us what Zell's age is, but we can only assume that he's very, very much younger than the, um, than the elf that Stonk is in love with because Zell does not want anything to do with that elf. 
Uh, instead, he's more interested in uh, one of the older humans in the anime. And when I say older, I mean she's about like 60 years old. So it's kind of a funny compare contrast situation. Like Stunk finds something wrong with Zell, like in an older human woman, while Zell finds something wrong with Stunk for loving an older elf woman. While the elf is 500 years old, the older woman is about 60 years old. So it's like compare and contrast. And then we have Krim, or Krim Vael, who is a fallen angel. That's what you need to know about him. Or should I say Krim? Because technically, while he, well, I, I'm just, just going to say he. I, I, this, would, this is where it gets difficult because he has, I'll just call him Krim from now on. Krim has both male and female parts. And in regards to his feet, not his female parts, in regards to Krim's uh, male parts, his penis is like gigantic. And with that, he can only have sex with a certain amount of individuals. Um, Krim hates sex, but he also loves sex. So Krim doesn't really, like, considering Krim is an angel, Krim doesn't want to go out and have sex. He's kind of just dragged along by Stunk and Zell to have sex with these different kinds of creatures. Um, so those are your three main characters. And along with the three main characters, we have a multitude of different species that appear throughout this anime. We have humans, which we've talked about already. We have elves. We have halflings. We have vampires. We have zombies. We even have mushroom girls, if that even makes sense. And then, of course, you have your different types of animal girls. You have cows, hyenas, which that gets pretty funny along the way. You have harpies, cats, dogs, lizards, etc., etc. Mostly any type of uh, beast can or animal that you can think about is probably going to be in this anime. So after uh, talking about the characters and talking about the different species in this show, let's get into the art and animation. Um, the studio is Passion Studios, and Passion has done uh, a couple, not like not like, a couple different uh, most recent air, airing anime such as High School DxD season four. Um, Passion has done Citrus. They've done Rail World, Rail Wars. Um, their animation is actually pretty good. The an this animation is like a, a little bit smoother than most others, um, but I, I I really like Passion's work. They do a really good job. Uh, the music, well, let's start with the opening. Uh, the opening is sung by the th our three main uh, heroes, and basically it just talks about busting a nut and going on adventures and fucking different species of women. I wish I was making this up, um, but I'm not. Uh, it's one of the, it's at least one of the funniest openings I've ever seen in an anime. Um, until I got to the ending. <laughs> The ending is the three of them uh, singing again, but it's basically going down the list of like how many, like what the, like what different types of species there are to fuck. Uh, so they go like harpy, cow, octopus, and it's just like, it's just fucking crazy. And then it's just them thrust in, in like chibi form. <laughs> it's, it's the, the, the music is actually really catchy, but the ending uh, video is so funny. Just them thrusting in midair. Uh, the background music throughout the show is uh, is pretty good. It's very adventurous. 
um like basically what you'd hear in like a like a i guess like an isekai anime where you're going on like fighting dungeons and shit like that uh it's pretty good um so that's the that's what we're gonna go with with um the so we talked about the uh characters we've talked about the plot we've talked about the art and animation and the music and everything so let's get into the main issue here and i believe it was after episode three that um funimation decided to pull interspecies reviewers from its website now why was it pulled from the website or why was it pulled from a streaming service so first of all it was funimation and then the um the television station that it was airing in japan pulled it as well um but it was not getting pulled by uh i don't think it got pulled by at atx atx is the um atx is the television station that shows a lot of the um not a lot of the uncensored anime i believe it shows all the uncensored anime there is so atx didn't pull it but funimation pulled it and a lot of the censoring uh stations over in japan pulled it i it's in my opinion it's borderline to be pulled and it and not brought to dvd in this in this sense i don't know if people were delicate when it comes to the situation of interspecies reviewers, I, I I just don't I don't understand because there are an, an a multitude of other anime out there that l- that literally cross that line at times. Now, while there's no, I mean there's, and I guess because it's the penetration factor, like while they're not showing like the the male and female genitals in the show, there's signs of penetration throughout the show but there's been signs of penetration throughout a multitude of other anime so like i mean let's look at high school dxd for example high school dxd is licensed by funimation it's released by funimation they have the blu-rays by funimation and that show i mean he he basically is just banging every one of the the girls in high school dxd so there's that uh testament of sister New Devil is brought to you by Sentai Filmworks. Uh, I forget the main character's name, but he basically, like, fucks these girls. And, like, the one girl goes, like, I don't I, I don't remember if it goes unnoticed in the show, but, like, she basically, like, jerks them off in the show. So there's those two. And probably the biggest one is uh, Maso Gakuen, HXH. And I, I think it's, like, hybrid hunter girls where he literally has to like arouse them to get their powers boosted. So there are a lot of anime out there that I, I, I just don't know why that they are allowed to be brought to DVD and be brought to Blu-ray. Now I, I think eventually Funimation will come around and be like, all right, like we couldn't show this at this time. Well, we still have the licensing licensing rights to it. Let's brand the Blu-ray. Let's sell it because you know they're going to sell it because you know a bunch of people are going to buy this show just to spite. And and and, and it's not even going to be to spite Funimation. They're going to buy the show simply because of the material. Now, don't get me wrong; like the material is good, like the animation is good, but like it's actually a pretty good story. And 
better than most other like adventuring stories I've seen. Like this is probably one of my favorite etchy anime ever. Um, and I've seen a lot of etchy anime in my life. Um, it's up there. Would I say top five? I'd have to go down the list of different etchy anime that I've seen, but like there are times throughout this anime where I go, damn man, like, like, um, like for example, like, um, like there's a lot of instances with the harpy girls and you know, I, I'm, I mean, they did that in, um, in, um, monster Musume, for example, monster Musume is a prime example, how monster Musume can pass, can pass all the streaming rights and all everything else and be brought to DVD. But yet this can't be, um, I mean, there's literally scenes where Pappy's like giving, not giving birth to an egg, but laying egg. Well, there's the same scene in this anime as well. Um, and just like a lot of stuff that like, I feel like the writer like put more work into gathering information about animals than anything else because it's like, oh yeah, these people are giving birth to these eggs and these reptiles are like auction. Like it's fun. It's funny stuff like that. Like there's, there's like people giving birth to eggs, like non-fertilized eggs. And like these reptiles are like bidding on to eat them. Like bidding on them to win them and then eat them. Like I just think like like stupid stuff like that is funny, and like like for the one I like <laughs> like the one episode like they they go to like the a volcano village and like there's a salamander there and they're like cooking steak on the salamander and she's just like getting aroused but they can't touch the salamander and in the back of your head like and even me like in the back of my head I'm like I'm thinking like. Like, what can you do? Like, you literally can't touch that salamander. You have to have, like, heat resistance, like, infinity or, like, plus 10 to fuck that salamander. That salamander girl. Don't get me wrong. She's not, like, a lizard. It's, like, a woman, but it's, like, a dragon-like woman. Like, you'll see the pictures and everything. Or, you'll like, you'll watch it. But then there's, like, stupid stuff, too. Like, uh, like they go and see, like, the fairies who are, like, so small. And they're, like, all right, like, we're going to measure your dick. And... You know, this is your choice of fairies that you can fuck with your dick. So it's like the like um so uh like Stunk can only fuck a certain amount of fairies because his dick is so I mean like his he's got a average size dick. But then there's like a, a halfling who's got like a smaller dick. I keep saying dick, like I should be saying penis. Like this is a professional stream. Well, stream, podcast, whatever. You have a halfling's penis who's like small, so like he can have his full array of uh of different fairies to bang <laughs> but like the way like they measure like, is actually pretty funny like the head fairy is probably one of my favorite characters in this show uh aloe she's pretty funny and uh her voice actress is uh yoko hikasa and i think she's done um i think she did uh risk grammary from so like uh, from a uh, high school dxd but a lot of these a lot of these voice actors are not like are not uh like hentai based voice actors they're more like uh just like regular voice actors so it's like not borderline hentai um so yeah so we we talked about a, a decent amount of stuff and quite frankly i don't think funimation should have pulled it from its streaming services uh it should at least gave a uh a a warning like for some of these other shows like hey you know if you're not you know, above 17, you should not be watching this. Now, it's not going to stop anybody. Um, 
you know, unless there's a parent in the room and then the parent says, yo, don't watch this fucking show. And it's just going to be as simple as that. But uh, I would recommend uh, Interspecies Reviewers if you have no problem with like etchy, if you want like stupid comedy, um, go check it out. Uh, you can check out a couple of the first episodes on Funimation. Uh, you can also find it, see if you could get some, uh, if you understand Japanese, you could find some uh, streaming sites from Japan that are uh, producing it. You can, I'm, I'm not a big fan of pirating anime. Don't pirate anime, buy your anime at all times. Um, but you can find it online from different places. And that leads us into our next anime, which we will be reviewing. Um, unfortunately, as of this moment, this is not going to be a... Um, this isn't going to be a own or rent or watch. Well, it's going to be a watch, but it's not going to be an own because it's not on Blu-ray quite yet. Uh, the anime we're going to be looking at now is called Beasters. So Beasters is a story about a civilized society of anthropomorphic. I, I don't even know what the hell that is. Anthropomorphic animals. Anthropomorphic animals. If you want the definition, go look it up. An uneasy tension exists between carnivores and herbivores. At Cheriton Academy, this mutual distrust peaks after a predation, predation incident results in the death of Tem, an alpaca in the school's drama club. Tem's friend Legoshi, a gray wolf in the stage crew, has been an object of fear and suspicion for his whole life, mainly because he's a giant gray wolf he's bigger than most other gray wolves there are in the immediate aftermath of the tragedy he continues to lay low and hide his menacing traits much to do the much to the disapproval of lewis or louise as some call him a red deer and the domineering star actor of the drama club when lewis sneaks into the auditorium the train thames replacement for an upcoming play he assigns legacy to look out duty that very night legacy 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 Legosi, he, he could be he could be called a different thing. Legoshi or Legosi has a faithful encounter with Haru, a white dwarf rabbit scorned by her peers. His growing feelings for Haru, complicated by his predatory instincts, force him to confront his own true nature. The circumstances surrounding the death of his friend and the undercurrent of violence plaguing the world around him. So, that is the plot of beasters now we've already talked about a couple of the characters but let's go into a little bit more depth with them uh legoshi is our main character like i said he is a uh gray wolf legoshi 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 i, I keep i keep fucking that up so legoshi honestly like and and i gotta give huge props to uh kobayashi chika hero um he did the wolf from uh, the slime anime. Um, I had an opportunity to meet him at an anime convention recently, but I, I missed that opportunity. But he did a really good job uh, voicing Legoshi. You can just... 
like Legacy was like the outcast kid in high school who was like 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 a big like Legacy's a big tall wolf. So like he's like that tall, lanky guy in like high school who does like he only works backstage and he fits that bill perfectly. But like he's also the one that you don't like that you don't want to mess with because like he can just snap and like beat you up. You know what I mean? Like he's got that like the fear of the unknown with Legoshi. And that's where this anime like really hits hard. But we'll go into that a little bit later. Um we have Lewis, the red deer who is the star of the drama club, and we have Haru, the dwarf rabbit who um gets a lot of heat throughout the show for um Basically, just you know, having instincts of a rabbit, which if you catch my drift, <laughs> so um, we'll go into more about how Legoshi's character and Lewis and Horror's characters uh, are comparing to real life characters as well, or real life people, really. Uh, let's go into the art and animation now. Um, the studio is Studio Orange. Um, they didn't really, they haven't done that much. They've done Black Bullet and Monster Strike, but the producers for the anime, um, they, the producers, they've, they've done a lot. Um, mainly, um, Bandai Toho, Toho Animation. And for those who don't know anything about Toho Animation, uh, they produced My Hero Academia, IQ, Akame, Gakil, and Dr. Stone. Now, um... If you haven't heard of any of those anime, then I suggest you go to crunchyroll.com and go check those out. The music. <sighs> My god. Let me talk about the opening real quick. The opening for Beasters was probably the best opening last year. Um, Wild Side is one of the best opening songs I think I've ever heard. It's just got a jazzy feel to it. Like, it reminds me a lot of Cowboy Bebop. Um, it, it, uh, it describes the show, like, pretty perfectly. And not only the song, but the opening, like, the, the animation in the opening, like, I can't describe it. Like, they look like, they look like puppets, I guess, but, like, they look like more, like, stuffed dolls. And I guess it's, like, uh, like, like stop animation or whatever you just have to like just go to youtube look up beaster's opening and just watch it like i think most people i would say 95 percent of people who watch that opening will fall in love with it and not only fall in love with it but it'll pique their interest into watching the anime as well they have a multitude a multitude of endings um there are about four different endings in uh beaster's uh my favorite ending is probably ending number two, which is uh, Sleeping Instinct by Yurika. And what makes Sleeping Instinct such a good ending? It just shows the struggles Legoshi is going through. Like, um, like, just him, like, trying to control his rage and, like, trying to calm the beast inside of him. Like, the ending, like, Sleeping Instinct, is, Instinct does a lot to, um, to have you, the viewer, see, like, damn, like, this is a really, really good ending. So, uh, let's go back to one of the 
biggest parts uh, we were talking about, and that's how let's like do a compare contrast of how these characters can compare to real world characters. So you have Legacy, who's the wolf. Like we said, he's like a back, like he's like works on the lighting and like works on like setting up like props and shit like that. And then you have like Lewis, who's like super popular. He's the lead in the drama club. Everybody loves him. He's trying to be the B star, which the B star is the person who tries to um, create harmony between herbivores and carnivores. And throughout the show, like you see a lot of pressure on Lewis. Like people look up to him and people come to him for advice. And he just like he just doesn't know what to do throughout the show. Like he, like he has a lot of stress on him that he takes out on legacy because legacy don't does not know what it's like to he doesn't think legacy knows what it's like to deal with the popularity like he's always like afraid like people are always afraid of legacy where people are not afraid of lewis and then their relationship grows throughout the anime like really really well and to the point where like you 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 just gotta you just gotta watch their development like their development is actually very good compared to lewis and haru's development and legoshi and haru's development as well and that's where we come into haru like haru is a dwarf rabbit who just goes around like banging most people in the school i guess you could say and it's not even for her instincts it's just because like she kind of just hates herself which really is kind of depressing because like you can like a lot of people like I'm not I'm, it's not a put down but like a lot of people like you can see yourself in these characters like you could see yourself as a Lego shit you could see yourself as a Lois you could see yourself as a Haru like not saying you go around banging different people in school but like you can like understand the troubles they're going through like when I think it was like a Harlequin rabbit so a Harlequin rabbit is like a half black half white rabbit and they're like an endangered species throughout the in, in the show and they're the rabbits that pick on Haru because they don't want Haru stealing their boyfriends or stealing their other Harlequin rabbits because they need to mate with each other to keep the species alive. And it's with that, like, you find, like, like, you feel for Haru. But then after that, like, you try to think, like, damn, man, like, so if a dwarf rabbit and a Harlequin rabbit, you know, mate and have a child, like, what kind of child is that? And then you dive like deeper into the story as well. And you think like, well, what would happen if, you know, Lewis and Haru had intercourse? Like, can they have intercourse? Or like Legoshi and Haru, can they have intercourse? Can an herbivore have intercourse with a carnivore? Like, what can be born? Can can a can can an egg-laying animal give birth to a you know, like, uh, it, like basically, can a lizard have sex with a, you know, like a wolf or a deer and they can have a child as well? Like, what are the ramifications? Like, what are the boundaries for the show? And that's where, um, Paru, Paru, um, what's her last name? Paru, uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. let me, let me pull up her. Let me pull up her information. But uh, Paru actually, um, she wears, like, you don't see her, like, when you see her in, like, the, um, like, on 
Twitter and like a lot of these other sites, like you don't see her head. It's just um yeah, Paru Ita Itagaki. It's just her wearing a chicken mask. And if you don't know anything about Paru Itadaki, you can know this that she's only done uh well I mean she's done um she's done B-stars, of course, but she's done uh porno graffiti and she's done Beast Complex. But her father um her father actually wrote uh a little a little manga that i think most people will know called berserk uh so yeah so um so i guess writing could be in the family because b-star is actually a pretty good work but um paru like they're like i mean after i watched a couple of the episodes of the anime i had to read the manga just because i was so hooked and paru or i guess i could call her the itagaki sensei like really really wrote wrote a do i want to say masterful work she she did um she did a lot of work in this in this uh in this manga she did really good work and uh and that brings me into the debate of whether or not this is a furry anime or not i don't know what defines a furry anime like yeah these are these are like furry creatures but like they're creatures but they're humanoids but the story is like deeper than most people understand like 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 i've mentioned before like you as a human like you as an individual can compare yourself to these characters and that's what makes the writing so good is it furry i i don't know i don't know that's something like you'd have to you know debate yourself or you'd have to watch it yourself to determine like all right yeah this is definitely a furry anime and whether or not it's a furry anime like the writing is so fucking good like so fucking good like i got hooked so hard that i had to i had to fucking read the manga like i had to read the manga and it pains my heart that the manga is ending so soon but not only did i had to read the manga i'm currently purchasing the manga every time a new volume comes out i have to buy it it's so good the art is amazing the animation is amazing and i literally have nothing bad to say about beasters beasters is fucking amazing um right now i believe i have season one uh as a 10 out of 10 on uh my anime list um if i was to grade beasters on a scale of one to 100 i could i would give it a i would give it a 93 i would give it a 93 it's that good um it might not be for everybody and that's okay but i highly 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 recommend beasters and that's it for episode two of waifus and weeaboos uh i appreciate you listening to this episode this week um hopefully we get episode three up by uh saturday night or early sunday morning uh so today we talked about um we talked about interspecies reviewers we talked about interspecies reviewers characters the debate you know why it was pulled the art and animation talked about a lot for that we talked about beasters and you know uh whether or not you should watch it or not we talked about my grade for beasters and what you can expect for next week 
is going to be the title of the next episode, titled, Put Your Hands on the Aizouken, or Put Your Hands on the Motion Pictures Club episode and episode. Uh, so next week we're going to be, well, next episode we're going to talk about Put Your Hands on the, uh, well, Keep Your Hands Off the Motion Pictures Club. Um, that's an anime currently airing. You can watch that on Crunchyroll.com. And as for our review next week, well, or next, I keep saying next week. I got to stop with that. We have episodes. We have episodes. We have episodes. Um, for the second part of our um, next episode, I kind of have a little surprise up my sleeve. Um, so you just have to tune in and wait for that. Uh, so once again, I appreciate you listening. Um, you know, tell your friends. You can find me on Spotify. Uh, again, I'm going to start a Twitter soon, so you can follow me on Twitter eventually. As of right now, you can follow my Tumblr, which is NJ Otaku. So go on Tumblr, find my Tumblr, NJ Otaku. I post a lot of pictures of currently airing anime, uh, mostly of waifus and, you know. Oh, that's right. We forgot to talk about the waifu. Uh, so the actually no, I kind of talked about it. So Alo, who's the fairy in uh, industry reviewers, is my favorite girl. Um, the best girl is probably the main harpy, who's the bartender in the show. Um, but that's she's not my favorite, but she's probably the best girl in the show, which I think most people will fall in love with. So there's that. And again, uh, next episode, we're going to talk about keep your hands off the Isokin or keep your hands off the Motion Pictures Club with the second half being a little bit of a surprise. So once again, thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Bye bye.